Hey everybody, this is Al Madrigal from The Daily Show and About a Boy, and you are listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Enjoy. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, we discuss a ton of stuff with Andy Kindler, including David Letterman stepping down. I do think he's leaving all for the right reasons. You know, you can tell by the way he's been after he decides to retire that he just never had more fun. I think, well, the pressure's off, I just think he feels like it's the right time. We hear more from Andy in just a bit, including his thoughts on Letterman's replacement, Stephen Colbert. We have kind of a double dose of, I thought it was funny. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. North Korea's government isn't known for having a sense of humor, so we aren't surprised that it doesn't think there's anything funny about a new James Franco-Seth Rogen comedy that revolves around an attempt to assassinate North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The Associated Press via U.S. News and World Report informs us that North Korea has now threatened to go to war with the United States unless our government blocks the film from being released. Said one U.S. official, it's a good thing he didn't see Hangover 3. Because it was so bad, you see. He, he would start a war about it. It's a sad but well-known truth that many people around the world are persecuted for their religious beliefs, but many people are also suffering for their lack of religious beliefs, though their stories are not as often shared, says the American Humanist Association. They created an infographic that shows some of the ways in which atheists are socially and legally discriminated against. For example, seven states have laws on the books, though unenforceable, that prohibit atheists from holding public office, and a recent poll shows that 53% of Americans would not vote for an atheist for president. Yeah, the atheists have it rough, said a spokesman for the American Sunbathing Association, which promotes nude recreation, who declined to be identified. A female manatee was apparently too tired after mating on shore and was stranded on a Florida beach. Thankfully, locals discovered her, and she was rescued after six hours. A male manatee was later found on a nearby beach bragging to his buddies. Amid ongoing reports of fighting in its resistive eastern regions, Ukraine signed an economic pact with the European Union on Friday despite objections from Russia, which warned that the deal would have grave consequences, said Russian President Vladimir Putin. Emphasis on the word grave. Soccer is destroying the USA, so says conservative syndicated columnist Ann Coulter. Coulter went on a rant about the sport, calling it un-American in a column this past Wednesday, headlined, America's favorite national pastime, hating soccer. Many feel that the Ann Coulter character is the most likely replacement now for Comedy Central Stephen Colbert. If you think about it, the name would still be pretty similar. It would just be the Colter Report. National Republicans say Hillary Clinton would be more like Obama, not her husband, if she were president. That is what the Republican National Committee wants Americans to think when they consider the prospect of a Hillary Clinton running for president in 2016. And that's the main point in a web ad due to be released this Friday. While promoting her new book, Hard Choices, Clinton has spent a great deal of time defending the economic record of her husband, former President Bill Clinton. The trend, coupled with Obama's poor numbers, has caused some pundits to speculate that if Clinton runs in 2016, she will likely run on the Clinton economic vision and message, not Obama's. Either way, says the RNC, we must start making up ridiculous crap about her right now. And that's been Fake News with me. Time now for I Thought It Was Funny. 
This, of course, is a segment where I uh, find something to make fun of, but really don't have uh, enough to build a whole bit around it, just maybe one joke. And, of course, Newsbuster is always a great source for these kinds of things. They ran a picture of a fella standing outside a gun shop, presumably, and he has a sign that says gun sellers are accomplices of crimes, which isn't very well worded, uh, I grant you. But uh, the point of it was there's a fella standing next to him with a very clever sign that says, Spoons made me fat. Which means, of course, hey, if we outlaw guns, we should outlaw spoons too, right? Problem is, is that uh, I think I could get out of the way of a spoon way better than I could get out of the way of a bullet. I'm pretty confident in my spoon-dodging abilities, okay? I thought it was funny. And I have one more for you. And it's not political. It's an entertainment one. Uh, a Facebook friend posted a link to a blog called Laughing Squid. And on it, the, this gal, her name is Lori Dorn, posted uh, a YouTube video of 70s brother and sister singing duo Donnie Marie uh, doing a cover version of Steely Dan's Reeling in the Years. And this is just supposed to be uh, horrible and, and, and laughably terrible. Uh, I'll give you a little blast of it right here. Your everlasting summer, you can see it fast so you hold on to something that you think is gonna last you wouldn't know a diamond if you held it in your hand the things you think are precious i can't understand And under the video, Ms. Dorn writes, In this classic video posted by Dav Evans 66 to the siblings Donnie and Marie Osmond perform a highly cringeworthy duet cover of Steely Dan's Reeling in the Years. Which I found odd because the original version I find highly cringeworthy. Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time. I thought it was funny. Now stay tuned at the end of the show to find out why my little jab at Steely Dan is a little bit hypocritical. Uh, that'll be in the last segment of the show. Meanwhile, let's move on to the big interview. Andy Kindler is regarded as a comedian's comedian and is highly regarded in comedy circles. You know him from Dr. Katz. You know him from Everybody Loves Raymond. You've seen his stand-up on all the late-night talk shows, uh, mostly on Letterman, where he also does some uh, comedy segments as well. And here now is our chat with Andy Kindler. It's BF. Hey, how are you, man? I lost you, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, it's a stupid Skype. Oh, I'm also getting an uh, uh, echo. Oh, you want me to try calling? Oh, wait, it's gone. It could oh, be gone now. Okay. It's gone now. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, I didn't wake... Hey, it's been a long time, man. It has. I didn't wake you up this time. No, when did you wake me up last time? I, uh, I uh, called, and your your wife was baffled that you had an interview, and then she woke you up, and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And she said, it's oh, unusual. Oh, like a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah, this last year, last summer. Oh, that's so funny. That, yeah. that totally rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sounds like me. Yeah, so, what, so what's new, man? Um, I don't know. The last couple of hours, I've just been arguing with right-wing people on uh, Twitter. <laughs> oh my God! You, I get so sucked in on Facebook, and I try not to, 
And my wife even unfollowed me for a while because she goes, you have got to stop. And sometimes I just, I can't help myself. <laughs> so I can't help myself only because I, you know, like in my life, I've seen so many different uh, things, changes. I've never seen anything. It's like with Clinton, you know, I knew it was all bullshit why they tried to impeach him. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, they could always make these arguments because he did have an affair and all this yeah. kind of crap. But Obama, I've never, there's never been a more honest president than Obama. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just as a fact, like them, don't like them, to try and make, and so it's like, they actually, I think, believe it. They actually believe, I can't tell if they believe it, or they just want to believe it, and they believe it, and of course, many of them don't. feel like Darrell Issa, he knows he's a liar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, the thing it, is... It does get frustrating, and I, I have to really, Twitter is really both the greatest thing and the worst thing ever. Well, it's funny because Fitter's uh, Facebook is my drug of tw- of choice. I, I did insult um, uh, Rush Limbaugh's brother on uh, Twitter, and he he and it answered great. back. And uh, yeah, and all of his all of his little listeners uh, readers piled back on me. They, he wrote something for that hideous Newsbuster site, which is like it's it's, it's Fox. What Fox News to John Stewart is Newsbusters is to me. It's just awesome. And he wrote this piece. <laughs> I forget what it was. So I wrote, and you thought Rush Limbaugh was stupid. Check out his brother David, and I tagged him. And so he's like, oh, and he was kind of a good sport about it. He's like, oh, you hurt my feelings. And everyone like piled back with all this. I thought, I thought it'd be funnier. I'm like, I thought there'd be some be funny insults in here, people. What's what's wrong? And, but, oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like my problem is, I wish I could. Like there's sometimes where I can just go for hours and not let anything bother me. <laughs> but yeah. I can't. I'm not that way all the time. And I feel like Twitter. I kind of feel like. Trying, I'm just running water, so don't worry about it. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Either way. Okay. Uh, no, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm tired in general of trying to appear. I'm not saying I do this all the time, but sure. trying to appear like the cool guy, like nothing gets to me. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking that after a while, the glib, I can joke, and it is, I, I agree, humor in most cases, you know, trying to be funny with something. Right. So, like even when I do the speech in Montreal, Every year, you know, I've learned over the years I've done that speech that the more I can make it like a roast and the less I can make it just rage, it tends to be more effective and more enjoyable. So I, I get all of that, but then sometimes it's like I just, I'm just angry. And I just have to express <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, you, you don't mess around much on Facebook. I mean, I, know you're, I think it's just your Twitter post go on to Facebook, but do you ever just go on to Facebook and engage people that way, or is it is mostly just Twitter? I, I started on Facebook, and I, didn't, I wasn't even on Twitter. Okay. Um, but I don't, but then it just got too confusing, and it's really been, like, just even, uh, like, I'm moving right now, I'm buying a condo, and, you know, we bought a condo, and so, you know, we're very excited, but it's like, I have no time in my life. It's like, I have text messages on my phone. It's not because I'm bragging like I'm so busy it's like if you're a comedian you know and and, and a lot of people's jobs you have to be interacting in these yeah. platforms that Facebook got to be too long form it's too long uh, form yeah yeah but, that's true yeah and, too, and they and they're always trying to change the, their software and it just feels like a like a scam me all the time well you know what I always say if your Facebook comment or reply says see more I'm not gonna <laughs> Uh, hold on one second. I'm just gonna. I've uh, I've become a coffee elitist. After that. Oh yeah, totally. I'm I'm down with that. 
So if everything is light, light work. It's got to be light. I insist. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Yeah, also, the, the, the Facebook's got the notifications. And yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> but I do get that sometimes 140 characters is a little... This seems like there should be somewhere in the middle, but you know, this is going to happen for the rest of... of uh, Civilization, you know, inst- you know, it's going to be uh, twine, and there's going to be twelve-second things. And yeah, yeah. Be, or take a picture of yourself and you know, see how you smell, or I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought of the funny version of it yet. Who they have those GIFs, gifs? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Animated gifs, yeah. They have things. They have a yeah. website that can make them. Yeah, yeah. There, there's that, and you got your Tumblr, and your oh, it's, it's you know, I, yeah. An Instagram. I get very dizzy. I yeah. get dizzy from the if the uh, if there's too much uh, flash going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can I can hardly keep up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so got... one thing is that I am coming out with a uh, I'm in like kind of a I'm coming out with a CD finally after I've never came out with a CD. I, I had a I had a uh, an album uh, a DVD. Okay. Oh, I wish I was better, but now I'm coming out with a, a CD. Uh, but it's going to probably be in the fall. It's called Hence the Humor. <laughs> I love the title. So, yeah, so. Did, is it, uh, so you w- went somewhere and recorded a set? Uh, yeah, but it's like almost going to be, a, by the time it comes out, it'll be a year, but I made sure it was, uh, I, it's not specific to the, I hope it's not specific to the time period. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, do, I don't do a lot of like, uh, I do topical jokes. I do more like show business jokes than I do yeah, yeah. topical jokes. Show business jokes. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you and know. then I just uh, had really fun the last time I had on Letterman. I'm so so proud of the way that that happened. Yeah, I went back and watched that again. That was uh, that was a oh, man. I was laughing uh, so hard. It's just uh, you know, I, and it's funny. I always laugh harder at places where people don't seem to be laughing as hard. And even here, when I go to the open mics and see other people perform, I'll laugh out loud at something no one else in the room laughs at. And then everybody else will be laughing really hard at something. I'll be like. That's not that funny. Well, I think the thing is, yeah, the more, just the, the you know, if you have a normal mind, uh, you know, like, you know, if you're not like humorless and you have a good mind and you go to comedy clubs, you know, very quickly you're going to, uh, the more you watch, you just get less things that are more based on technique or based on what typical stuff is going to less over time make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just like I just like just good jokes. Yeah, and uh, I always I don't know I always want to be the guy that goes up there and you know in an Andy Kindler esque style or like Jimmy Dore you know points out the you know calls out the dude that does the jokes about you know the homeless and you know does the stupid race jokes and all that other stuff. Then I always chicken out. Is that where you living now? Still Cincinnati. Oh, okay. You've always been there, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Why did I think that you were? Oh, it's because you write for different things, right? Right, exactly, and uh, consistently for Minneapolis and Cincinnati, and then you know do the podcast every week and all that, and yeah. So. And how's everything at the at the at Go Bananas? Uh, everything is good at Go Bananas. Uh, I was again in the uh, the funniest person at Cincinnati contest, and like the Cincinnati Bengals, I was out in the first round, like every year. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You ever run into my friend uh, Dave Dugan? No. Oh, he's a he's a comic that I started with uh, in L.A. in the '80s, and he lives in he's from Cincinnati. And I think he lives there again now. Okay. I don't know if he's performing and stuff. Yeah, 
No, I make it out only every every couple of weeks or whenever my wife lets me, and then she gets really irritated that I. That I <laughs> and then she always insists. Then she always insists. No, they're laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. So. <laughs> she doesn't enjoy your stand-up. No, no, she's just like she just shakes her head and. We were. Uh, Does she have a good sense of humor. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She has a great sense of humor, as a matter of fact. And a lot of times, I'll like uh, I'll steal a lot of her jokes and stuff. But yeah, like I was telling, uh, who was I telling? Oh, uh, Al Madrigal was on the show last week, and he's got that great new sitcom about a boy. And I was telling him, you know, we're a tough room uh, when it comes to like sitcoms and stuff, and we really like like that show a lot. In fact, right here they are now. Here, uh, uh, here's Fangirl is a, a fan of your of uh, Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah, this this is my daughter, known as Fangirl. Um, I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear. You want to put a headphone in here? Oh yeah, sure, sure. I'll put a headphone. Okay, there you go. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've kind of been trying to watch Bob's Burgers with her. Oh yeah, I was sick and I had like nothing to do, so I ended up binge watching Bob's Burgers for like three days straight. Oh, that's good. I'm w- happy about that. I w- enjoyed wisdom, that show. Wisdom teeth, you know. Yeah, uh, John Benjamin, I think he's the greatest. They, they're all who great. Plays Bob. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Tina. She's my spirit animal. I'm convinced. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she is so funny. She's the best. She's funny. Uh, uh, she wrote a book, and she's she's everything she does is funny. It's great. And, wait, wait a second. Which one's like? Which one's Dan Mintz? Hmm. Which one is Dan Mintz? Which one is uh Tina? And who's the other sister? Um. Oh gosh, the one with Mabel's voice from Gravity Falls. I can. Well, oh really? W- oh. Yeah. One is the one is voiced by a guy. One of. What? One of the two daughters is <laughs> a guy. I haven't looked into this. Oh, no, Tina's, <laughs> oh, Tina's okay. voiced by a guy. Isn't she? You're talking about the one who's more high energy. I always forget the names. It's Tina. It's, no, uh... Tina's the one that's voiced uh, by a guy, I thought. Because, uh, the, the, the other daughter, who I always I always call her Mabel because it's the voice of Mabel on Gravity Falls, but it's not Mabel. And that's why I can never remember Mar- her name. Marie? Tina? Marie. Maureen might be something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I should know more about the show. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't Not feel so bad. Time. I've only seen a couple episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, What's thank- that? Now I don't feel so bad. I've only seen a couple episodes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well it's, thanks, it's got Fangirl. Great, it's yeah. got really great people on. <laughs> okay. Well, fan Fangirl is off to. Uh... Bye, Fangirl. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Um, so uh, Letterman wrapping up. Um, what did you think of that? Was that a surprise to you, or did you guys kind of know it was coming? Um, I didn't, nobody knew it was coming. They really didn't. Oh, uh, hmm. I couldn't, I mean, maybe someone in the show did, maybe someone at the show level did. Yeah. But, but I sure didn't know. Man. And so it was, a, it was a shock. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but the thing about it is, it's a shock because I wanted to go on forever, but the thing about sure. it is, is that I do think... I do think he's leaving all for the right reasons. You know, you can tell by the way he's been after he decided to retire. Yeah. That he's just never had more fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true, because so, the pressure's off. I think, well, the pressure's off, I just think he feels like it's the right time. And I think, for, you know, I always felt like ever since, um, he's always been, to me, like the funniest. I mean, he's always my favorite. And, and uh, so, and I obviously... It was when he first came to CBS. It was a much bigger show, you know. Yeah. And there was all the stuff with tonight. I think as the years went on, he got so much more comfortable in that theater format. So now when I watch the show, it reminds me a lot of how the show. I mean, it's not going to be exactly how the old show was when he was, you know, started on NBC. Yeah. But it's he's so relaxed. It's just great. Yeah. 
And um, I also think, you know, when uh, when Letterman lost the show, I mean, when he was, you know, he should have gotten to the Tonight Show. Yeah. Obviously. And, uh, I mean, and I think everybody who, uh, all the universe agrees with that. But, uh, but now I feel like the universe is, is right in itself because I often think it could be a better person than uh, Colbert to take over, you know? That's true. It'll be interesting to see um, how that's going to work out with him, you know, not doing the Colbert character, but, you know, you know, being Stephen Colbert. I think it's going to be great because I think that if you notice, like in the interviews that he does, he doesn't always, uh, you know, he tends to drop the character sometimes. You can see his actual personality in the that's way he true. does interviews yeah. and stuff. So I think... After what I mean, like I love his. Show. I like his show more than the Daily Show. It's just like the Daily Show gets very strident to me after a while, you know. Yeah, uh, I th- like preaching. I do. Preaching to the converted. Yeah, but I think the peaks are higher in the Daily Show. But I think Colbert is more steadily, you know, f- funny. You know, it's it's more even paced. But well, I don't even mean that it's preaching to the converted. I mean more. It's like uh, it's sometimes think about what I'm trying to say. It's so like obviously uh, not self-righteous, but along those lines of l- look how ridiculous these people are. Yeah, yeah. Even in the field, even in the field pieces, I always kind of swarm a little bit when they take regular people who don't know that they're being made fun of. You know, that's so to me, Colbert is like pure joy. That's weird. Also, just as incisive. Yeah, I'm really sensitive to that, and I always uh, I teach a comedy class to kids uh, in the fall and spring, and I always say that's like my least favorite form of humor is uh, making fun of people, uh, unless they have, un- but unless they have it coming. I mean, if you're some kind of a bigot out there promoting some kind of bigoted, uh, you know, a point that you know you shouldn't think, you know, you know gay you shouldn't get married, or we, or, or everybody should have a gun carrying it all the time everywhere, then you're a nut, yeah. and you should be exposed. I don't, I, you know, I don't feel sorry for you at all. I've, but no, there's other I, people. I agree, but then don't you think that sometimes on that show that they aren't that, it's not that black and white, it's just someone who might say something stupid, or they just might, I mean, like, I feel like if it was just that, that would be fine, but sometimes I feel like if people kind of don't deserve it, or they're kind of trapped, Maybe they're not as bad. As they don't know any better. Yeah, well, Asif Mandi was on uh, Marin's podcast last week, and I love that guy. But he was saying that you know they they do do that. They'll like you know just shoot a lot of stuff and then wait for the person to hang themselves. And uh, I mean, I guess if they're not, if they don't know any better, or they're just you know, I I guess I guess I could feel sorry for them in that respect. But I mean, I just I'm more sensitive to people. Yeah, that like was a these. good interview. That was a good interview on Marin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked listening to him. I never I don't know much about him. That was yeah. I don't watch the show. That's the other thing. I don't watch the show really. Yeah, well, I, I like his Daily pieces show. a lot. I think the best piece he ever did was the one where he went down to Florida and uh, when they were wanted to drug test welfare recipients, and he he tried to get the governor the governor down there to pee in a cup. <laughs> And oh, he stood, uh, stood, Scott, stood, 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 yeah, Governor Skatoda stood at the press conference. He's put the cup down and goes, "Whenever you're ready, sir, you can just go ahead." And <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, how did the guy react? He goes, "Oh, I, I, I'm not gonna do that right now. I could do that. You know, I, I would be happy to take one." And I remember the big point of the piece was that, um, you know, they want to charge uh, welfare recipients are getting you know taxpayer money, so they should have to take a drug test. And he goes, "And so far, the program has saved the state of Florida negative five hundred thousand dollars because it's cost more to do the drug test." Then it's caught yeah, people yeah. and taken away their benefits. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, well, that's, well, that's you know, that's just like, you know, getting back to what we were talking about when we first opened the conversation. You know, right now there are people dying in the states because they're not getting, because those states are turning down the uh, uh, wealth, you know, the oh, Medicaid yeah, yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another fight I got into on Facebook. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, Texas. I mean, yeah, there's no justification for, there's no, no. justification for that. That's crazy. You know. So, uh, what do you think about this um, uh, this so called conservative comedy show that they're gonna they're gonna have on uh, in the fall with uh, Mike Loftus? Have you heard about this? No, I don't even know who Mike Loftus is. Oh, really? He's a uh, he's one of these um, quote unquote conservative comedians, and uh, they're gonna do like a, a conservative daily show. And uh, so far, it looks awful because what they seem to have forgotten is the fact that you know people like. Jimmy Dore and, and I know not a, a sore spot with you, Bill Maher and uh, and John Stewart and Stephen Colbert. All they'll make fun of the left as well as the right. There's just more nonsense on the right. I mean, it isn't you know it's not an equal thing. We know that. But um, the pilot for this thing, I can't remember what this is what it's called. Uh, I'll look it up here. But you got it. The pilot is just so terrible. They um. The the one reel they shoot is him explaining the show. It's going to be oh we're going to have comedy from you know a, a different angle and all this other stuff. And then, but we're also going to have diversity. So they bring on this guy, this black guy, and I'm like oh great with diversity. But it's a guy who agrees with everything he's saying. <laughs> oh so yeah, I'm going to have a black guy that agrees with you. How refreshing! It's going to be great. Yeah, you know, that's so funny because that's like literally ridiculous. There's literally diversity. Only in the sense of skin color. It's like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah we filled the bill. Well, you know, uh, do you know the name of that show? Because I'd love to check that I am, out. For, I am trying uh, to find that. Purposes. I am trying to find that out right now. Oh, okay. Conservative comedy. There was a thing on um, Huffington Post. In fact, um, do, 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 they did a live interview, and uh, the brilliant Mike McRae was one of the people that was commenting on it. Where the heck is this thing? Uh, let me do a find. This is very boring podcasting right now as I'm searching on my laptop to find this. Oop, did I lose you? No, oh. no. I'm oh, okay. Myself. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael Loftus. It's fine. Is, is that his name? Yeah. Who's, and I, in chicken? Fact, Who's Chicken's name? Chicken. I've interviewed him before, too. Uh, and I can't. Uh, once a week. Uh, fl- flip side. It's going to call the flip side. I don't know who, what network uh, it's going to be on. But yeah, it's going to be called the flip side. And if you go to, if you just Google or they say on the BBC, go to any internet search engine because they can't not allowed to say Google um, and type in right. flip side, and uh, you should be able to find it. They're, they have a the pilot episode, and they have a, an episode of him showing clips and then commenting on why this is going to be this is going to be great. Oh man, the flip side. The flip side, yeah, and it's going to be. Tell me where again you found this thing. Or were they uh, talking about? Oh, well, actually, there was a post on Facebook. Um, the Huffington okay. Post did a thing, and then uh, this dude interviews like one of those things where it's not uh, not just a Huffington Post blog post, but it's also a video, like a Huff Post yeah. Live or whatever. And that guy's probably not getting paid either. But um, so we're making the same amount of money. I don't feel as bad now. And um, so he, but he interviewed Mike McRae and a couple of other people, and they were talking about can conservative comedy work? And of course, you know, McRae works on Jimmy Dore show, and so of course his position was it was the logical position. Of course, is of, of course not unless you know they make fun of everything and you know the comedy comes first you know and as, as Stuart yeah. has pointed out you know it yeah the daily show comes from an informed point of view you know that's right. just what happens but it doesn't stop him from you know making fun of Hillary's book or on Jimmy Dore show on his podcast they made fun of uh, Diane Feinstein for almost a whole episode because she was all for uh, the NSA listening to people's phone calls and saying oh this is a great thing until they, she found out her office was being bugged and then she's like no we can't have this this is outrageous <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. But I have a funny feeling you'll never see that on the flip side. 
So. Uh, <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I mean the thing is, like when they had that show before, uh, they had the uh, it was the half hour, hour comedy hour. Yeah. Yeah, the whole problem with that is was that um, you know there's uh, comedy in general has to be uh, against something. You know, it has to be against something. Right. You know, it has to be fighting for something. So, you know, it's like, it's it's almost always fighting against the, whoever the power, whoever the people are in power are. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it just doesn't make sense. And it, it's almost always the, uh, the, the way that the, the people who are being oppressed get back at the oppressor. Right. And they were doing like jokes on the American Civil, you know, ACLU jokes and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and Ed, you know. Ed Begley Jr., they had a thing about Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, put that asshole in his place. Him and his... <laughs> Him and his vegetable oil car. <laughs> F that guy. <laughs> That's the target of your anger, Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> right, right. Lovable star of Saint Elsewhere. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, you know, I have to say that uh, it's just a weird thing. It's a very weird time period right now. And I think just basically because there's so much, there are so many ways to uh, for people to uh, like. Um, just communicate. There's too much in the old days. I think when you couldn't constantly be yelling at each other. Yeah. It's probably so. It's but also I think we've we've come to a situation that is so uh, so polarized that uh, because of the way it is right now. I mean, I think the Republican Party is just kind of on the way. I just don't. I mean, my hope is that they're on their way out because I would like to have a, a be nice to have a two party system that was that worked yeah you know yeah yeah well always people are saying you know, oh, where you had one where, where you could actually make a real conservative argument or exactly conservative. yeah exactly now and, it's not it's not happening yeah and well people always say well we need we need a third party we need a third party well and and with the two parties we have yeah, i could understand the argument but ideally you look at england and canada it doesn't really work that well either because then you got to get like one of the parties to agree with the other party and then go against the third party and you know it's I don't know. It's not, the, not right. Right. It's not the uh, the cure all. I think people think it's going to be. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So what else you got There's coming no up? Cure all. There is no cure all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that's why I actually have to turn the the TV off because I turn the TV off because uh, at some point I just can't. It's not good for your soul to just constantly be. You, you can't. The inundation. Like my mom's, my I talked about my mom the other day, and she's like, "Oh, the droughts are. I heard the droughts are getting to you." You know, <laughs> I didn't even forgot about the droughts. <laughs> and now it's like, "Yes, California is star for water." Yeah, well, I don't have cable anymore, so that helps a lot. So instead of having right. that on during the day, I listen to BBC Radio One, and uh, I'm in I'm in good shape. I just listen to some tunes all day, and then occasionally get some news. What's up, Lizzie? Yeah, I, I listen to the. Uh, I try to listen, to them, but I only listen to them when I'm in the car. To BBC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I listen. listen the, I listen to the pop station. I'll listen to World Service too because I've li- been listening to that since I was a kid. But a couple years ago, I realized you could listen to Radio One online, and I'm like, really? So it kind of got me back into music, and um, so that's a lot oh. less. Yeah. What's What's Radio One? That's BBC. The BBC Radio One. Yeah, is the is their uh, is the top forty station in? Uh, but it's not like our top forty here. It's actually good. Ah. They they play they play other stuff, and then there's Radio Two is actually more popular. But Radio Two is like 
just a little bit of music and a bunch of people talking, and it's really boring, but it has more listeners than Radio 1, and they're trying to... That's the big controversy over there now. They're trying to get more young people to listen to Radio 1 and send all the old people to Radio 2, and I'm thinking, why won't you just get... You should just have people that like music listen to Radio 1, and people that like listening to talk and some music listen to Radio 2. I should be running things right. over there. I gotta, I gotta yeah, send, my exactly. resume, send my resume. I do this podcast, you see, and so... <laughs> <laughs> this qualifies me to run BBC. <laughs> so what else exactly. you got coming up, man, uh, apart from uh, the CD coming out? Uh, well, I've got uh, the, well, the speech, everything kind of revolves around the speech when it comes up. So I'm doing that speech in Montreal last week of July. State oh, that's of the right. Industry. Yep. So that's, I'm doing that every year. So every year around this time, I start to get, like, uh, stressed out and, uh <laughs> Because I'm moving, you know, everything, I mean, oh, I haven't yeah. moved in many years. And oh, so stressful. So it's like uh, my life is just all over the place uh, because of the uh, because of moving. So it's going to be, I don't know, I wish I had something huge coming up. There's got to be something coming up. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm on the show uh, Marin. That's, I, should, I should know when I'm on it. Oh, that's right. I got to start I'm watching on, that. I'm on Mark Marin's show. Yeah, that's on, an... And I think the first episode... That I'm on is Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a Netflix now, so See? I can go back. I got and, something to promote. That's all it's about. It's not about anything else, really. Cool. Well, that's it's no, a, not, that's, that's yeah. not true. That's I not know. true. It's about conversation. Sure. Well, you got to keep uh, got to keep everything out. They got to keep plugging away, man. Uh, I agree with that. There you go. <laughs> I have no choice but to plug away. <laughs> but you're very revered in the industry. Uh, oh, thank you. Sure. I, 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 uh, <laughs> that sounds like, uh, no, I mean, actually, uh, without being, what's the word when you're being glib or I don't know, I, I got to get the thesaurus, but in general, I, 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 it really does mean a lot to me that people, other comics respect me and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if I talk about too much, it sounds like I'm talking about myself in the third person, but I definitely, that was like a great feeling to know that, you know? Yep, I think everybody looks forward to the uh, the speech. has become kind of a thing now in Montreal. It's been since 1996 I've been doing the speech. Yeah. Uh, so it's many, many years. It's so many years that I'm going to stop counting them because then it, start, it sounds like if, if things get past 10, then a lot of people start thinking, when is it going to wrap up? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well. So. Okay, well, we'll... Uh... We'll look forward to that. Hopefully, um, I don't know if that ever ends up on YouTube or not. I almost went to Montreal one year, and I worked from a, a radio show here. And uh, they were going to send me, but then I don't know what happened. Something went wrong, and I wasn't able to go, and I was very bummed. Oh. Yeah. But that was that must have been, geez, uh, Gary retired in 90, or no, 2002, I think it was, and something like that. So, yeah, it was uh, it was disappointing, but what can you do? There are many things in life that I find disappointing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, we, that didn't help, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but we must but we must press on. Well, all right, What's man. That? We must press on. Don't you, yeah, I, those type of things that we must soldier on, doesn't yes. nobody like that. <laughs> no. now, well, is this but, a podcast? What am I on? Am I on a podcast? You're on What's the, going on? The podcast and also be used in print for City Pages and for a nice long blog post on oh, the City Pages. Oh, man. Are you yeah. going to edit this or it's just yeah. me and you? Yeah. Well, it's just oh, me and okay. you. Well, this one. So occasionally. I want to say. Yes. I want to say I've, I've been more uh, charming than this. <laughs> You said that last time too. You're like, you're like, oh my god! I've oh, last over. time I also felt strange. Yeah. What are you doing to me? It's all your know. fault. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
I've done 100. Oh uh, no, that's because I overslept. That guy caught. Yeah, it's very jarring. Yeah. And also, I uh, uh, I couldn't remember the other. To this time, I couldn't remember the people's names in my own uh, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> is there someone on Gilligan's Island named Tina Marie? Yes. Okay. Then it's Tina and Marie are the two. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Uh, daughters but i don't know it's it's not just because i'm i should know more because i'm on the show but my mind doesn't i can't remember who uh, was on the dick van dyke show that yeah was a joke kind of <laughs> yeah all right man all right i uh, uh i will uh, i hope you sweeten this show That's oh yeah what i say there you go yeah i'll uh i hope you stevia stevia it <laughs> there you go be healthier all right man better watch my calories talking to you all right andy Talk. okay all right bye-bye take care have a good night Bye-bye. Thanks again to Andy Kindler for being on the show. Always a great chat with Andy. Uh, we ran a little bit long here, so I'm just going to tell you that you can find Andy in Minneapolis July 8th through July 12th at the Acme Comedy Club there. And then I believe at the end of the month is the Montreal uh, Just for Last Comedy Festival where he will once again deliver the keynote speech. That is something that is uh, highly looked forward to in comedy circles. And uh, hopefully somebody will post that on YouTube. I do believe they post those uh, every year. All right, so we're going to skip the credits. I just wanted to... Uh, to pay off that thing at the end of I Thought It Was Funny when I told you that I was being a little hypocritical and putting the knock on Steely Dan, who I've never really had much time for. However, uh, one of my favorite groups ever is China Crisis. China Crisis, uh, three of their albums were produced by Walter Becker of Steely Dan, and they sound very Steely Danny, including this track. It is one of my favorite songs ever. It is called The Arizona Sky, and we're going to play out to this one. I'm going to pick it up uh, right from uh, right before the bridge, which is like a, it has just a gorgeous bridge, especially if you like a good saxophone phone so um i'm gonna leave it here and say so long thanks for listening and uh, here's china crisis to play us out yeah.